Hello everyone. My name is Oluato Sin Olaiwaju. And as usual, I'm your host for today's episode of Owo and Best Flash Tunes. In this episode, we'll be looking at a very important topic, which is legal know-how for event entrepreneurs. And with me is a guest host, a very important person. His name is Farouk Obisoya. He is the founder of Rook Co. Farouk will share with us some important tips needed to be needed by every event skill vendor. So Farouk, welcome on to OMS Flash Tunes. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing, Farouk? I'm doing very well. Okay, so um, if you are an event professional or you're a business owner that is just starting out, you want to stay along for this ride, I promise that this should be so interesting and educating, and I'm sure that you will learn a whole lot. So, Farouk, I have known you for quite a while now, like, it's been years. And one yeah. thing I am certain of is that <laughs> you are really good at what you do. Thank you and so recently much. You yeah, and recently you founded your own organization, Rook and Co. Can you please share with us what your love friend is all about? All right, thank you so much for having me. Uh, basically, what we do now, uh, it's more or less like it's just uh, six to seven uh, areas of, 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 of law practice. So uh, there's a general dispute resolution. Uh, so when I say dispute resolution, it also covers uh, litigation, arbitration, and uh, on different uh, subjects of law. Uh, there's also what we call the corporate commercial uh, and compliance. And basically, at the end of the day, uh, we are going to also going to talk about this because what I'm going to do more uh, with this has to do with, uh, you know, commercial corporate compliance. And now what we do there basically has to do with regulatory compliance. Um, what do you need to do to get your business in line with uh, uh, extant laws and regulations in Nigeria? What 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 do you what do you need to do to avoid you know uh, being caught uh, say for disobeying or for not doing some things uh, in line as to business practice as stipulated by you know um, legal authorities uh, in Nigeria? Uh, we also have employment that has to do with labor, uh, labor law. We also have a tax law. Uh, we have communications and technology and intellectual property. And uh, so these are some of these things and also insurance. Uh, these are some of these things we do. Uh, fortunately, insurance seems still not to be one of, um, you know, the major areas people look into uh, in Nigeria. Many business investors uh, or let's say small and medium enterprises don't really, aside from the fact that oh, we do the general uh, third party comprehensive insurance for our vehicles, uh, there are so many other insurance uh, uh, you know, that we can put in place for businesses. But uh, it yeah. seems that for now, statistics is not telling us that we have quite a huge number of Nigerians' uh, business uh, people into some of these things. So these are just uh, some of the things we do in the law firm. Oh, wow. That's a whole lot that you guys are doing. And <laughs> as, you're, as you're just stating them, I just felt a little bit overwhelmed. And I feel that that is what, um, how a lot of business owners also feel especially those yeah. in the event industries that are always very busy from one weekend to another, planning events, catering for their um, customers or those that are, you know, sewing into, into fashion or different types of, um, you know, event skills. 
I kind of feel that the reason why they might not be into one of these, some of these things, or even all of these things, because they find it, you know, burdensome and taxing. So, um, on the first stop, before we go into the real details and the real tips that you can give us, um, how do you think, what should be the outlook? How should they, okay, how should they even start? Because a lot of people just started their business. Some have started for three to five years. They don't even have anything legally binding. They don't have their assets, you know, um, assets that are leg legally covered. So what do you think they should even do first off before they even start saying they want to do this one? How should, what's, what sort of outlook or mindset should they have? All right. Uh, so first thing first uh, has to do with the fact that instinct. Um, if if you want to set up something, because I feel that uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, you are trying as much as possible to create solutions to the existing problems. Uh, you're yeah. not just starting up just because you want to start up, but you've looked at the society or where you reside or uh, anywhere you think you've actually done your uh, feasibility study and you feel there's a problem here, so it requires a uh, you know solution. Now, uh, there are plethora of problems, uh, you know, uh, posing as challenges to Nigerian entrepreneurs. Uh, be that as it may, business would always be business, and whoever is going to, you know, um, whoever has to achieve so much would have to be disciplined. So if your instinct tells you that you should do this. I don't think there's any reason why you should sit back and uh, begin to, you know, uh, ruminate and think on the way you're going to get some funds from or something. So basically what I'm saying in essence is, you know, starting small. Now, while you are starting small, uh, whether you like it or not, uh, you're looking forward to uh, that time when your organization or whatever you're doing is going to be big. And now the mistake mm. many people do uh, is that in the course of them starting small, uh, they try as much as possible to, you know, cut away some things, you know, trying to think that uh, uh, if I don't do some of these things, then uh, it's not going to be, I mean, it's not going to affect. But but on the long run, you realize that it's going to affect you. And first thing has to do with the fact that, uh, say, business name. Uh, yeah, uh, well, thankfully, many people are getting up to begin to do some things about that. But you would realize that there are still a good number of, you know, businesses out there that don't really appreciate the fact that uh, their businesses should be registered with the Corporate Affairs Commission in Nigeria, especially if you are carrying out your activities in Nigeria. So they think that I can yeah. easily have my business, I can have the name, and uh, nothing happens. But uh, it's just just within a space of time that you're going to know that if I had known, uh, I should have actually, you know, registered uh, this business because it comes with uh, sometimes, I mean, yeah, it comes with a bit of, you know, uh, that professional touch. Uh, and many a times, people that want to, you know, invest or do business with you uh, would have that kind of uh, peace of mind to say, I, I think we're actually dealing with the right person. So not anybody can easily start a business and say, okay, I just want to deal with you. You can start a business. So when I try as much as possible to check up if a business is actually existing, only for me to check the internet and I, I can't get any further directive to say, oh, this is the business, okay? Or should I say, I mean, the Corporate Affairs Commission, it's like, uh, the, you know, uh, the, 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 the register, uh, or let me say it's houses, the register of, you know, businesses in Nigeria. So if I'm a serious business person or business investor and I want to invest in your business, I'm checking out to see if truly you're registered. And if I should get to the register and I can't find anything, absolutely I'm going to take a backseat or to think twice before I 
you know, engaging businesses. Now, that is that has to do with the first thing. Now, if 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 you get your business registered, now we are talking of uh, some other things that has to do with. Uh, okay, or, or maybe I go before I go into this. Uh, so it's not strictly just business name. Okay, so sometimes uh, you know there's difference between business name and say you're registering your company. Okay, uh, you know everybody calls everybody calls themselves uh, chief executive officer or managing director, or, you know whatever nomenclature we may want to use. Uh, but truth of the matter is uh, some 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 of these things has to do with the kind of you know registration and incorporation that your business uh, actually um, undertook. So there's a company limited by shares that has to do with incorporation. Now, if you are incorporating your company, that what you what you've done in essence is that you are giving your company uh, that legal personality. Uh, you are giving the company the right to exist like. I mean, it's more or less like an artificial person, okay? You know, we are natural persons. We have our rights and so many things. But from the uh, other part of it, in as much as the company is not natural, that's why we're now saying artificial person. So they have almost the same rights like a natural person do, okay? Now, uh, so if, you pe if the company wants to sue, the person can sue and be sued. The I mean, the company rather can also, you know, get properties in its name. Uh, so rather than in business name where you have, uh, say, uh, ABC uh, catering uh, services, let's say that's a business name. So if you're going to get a property for your business, you cannot get a property with the name ABC, right? Because ABC, I mean, the business name you've done is not actually a legal personality. I mean, it doesn't have that legal personality. It's not a, it's not, it's not an artificial person. Uh, so, uh, these are just some of the differences why maybe some will want to go for business names, some will want to go for company limited by shares. Uh, do I have to pause for now so that uh, maybe you'd ask some other questions? Oh, okay, actually, I've gotten some tips from what you said right now. Okay. The first thing is to start small. While you're okay. starting small, you shouldn't cut the funds that you need to actually legalize your business of course, because yes. it's necessary to to connect to investors, to key in high clients to and all. Yes. So I think a lot of people do not really understand this business name and incorporating your business. Okay. And personally, I kind of understand right now that if you're going to be getting a property in the name of your business, it has to be a corporate limited, a corporation limited by shares, yes, right? Yes, you're correct. Okay. All right. So now, if we have, okay, now we are, for example, a business owner that has this done already, yes. has a business name, has corporation, whatever, has it on ground, what next should they be looking at to ensure that they have as a company to make sure that they don't get into the quagmire of um, government problem, tax problems, and all those type of stuff? Now, uh, so, uh, you know, there are two different boards, uh, business name and company limited by share so these two polls comes yeah. with uh they comes with their own uh you know pe peculiar incentives and uh sometimes uh, obligation uh so for business name more often than not it has to do with basically personal income ta tax now i'm talking of taxes if you want to pay tax so it has to do with personal income tax or you are paying your value-added tax, uh, say, especially for people who are rendering services, uh, you know, event management, 
and uh, so absolutely you're giving out services people are enjoying your services now in nigeria you are paying 7.5 percent tax as VAT. so when you're charging anyone uh for the services being rendered you also add the value that they tax okay you do not yeah. you do not you do not just charge them uh, say your rate should just be hundred thousand naira. now if you are charging hundred thousand naira, then there should be something for 7.5 percent of that hundred thousand naira. now that is the value that they yeah. tax because at the end of the day if you don't even pay value added tax they they the, the outcome of that is that um, you are actually defaulting. Uh, you are evading taxes. And when you are evading taxes, that is criminal in nature. So that's, uh, wow. that's some of the things that has to do, um, uh, you know, tax evasion. So aside from that, you also have your personal income tax. Now, personal income tax has to do with, it has to do with uh, business names. Okay, more often than not, they don't pay company income tax. But at the same time, too, the value that they tax is still very, very much necessary. So they don't pay, they don't pay company tax. But for companies, they do company tax. Now, with the new, uh, with the new uh, Company and Allied Matters Act to 2020, which uh, the Corporate Affairs Commission has stated that it will be taking effect by January 2021. Uh, so some businesses, uh, also companies, will be shielded from paying tax. I mean, small businesses, I mean, small companies rather. Uh, who, I mean, there are turnovers that will determine whether a company is small or not. So by 2021, we begin to know uh, the kind of companies that would pay company tax or not. Now, uh, aside from uh, value-added tax and uh, personal income tax company, there are so many other taxes. So it all depends on the, the line you want to go with. So uh, if, uh, if you are not paying any of these taxes, it still has to do with the fact that you are evading tax. Now, tax evasion is actually different from tax avoidance. So you are not avoiding tax. Now, for the sake of tax, avoidance is different from evasion. Now, avoidance can easily be that uh, uh, maybe you are being asked to pay uh, $200,000 era. Okay, say your company should pay $200,000 era, but you want to avoid such huge amount of money. So maybe you now use uh, or you do something to the community uh, or you are trying to okay. use that same tax to do something, you know. What you need is called CSR. Uh, well, yeah, CSR, yeah, but uh, but at the end of it, or CSR is just you know some of these things you are doing to the community. So basically, you can just uh, okay. Let me let let let's let me easily pick for instance. Uh, at a point in time, uh, the Dangote Group uh, actually avoided tax. Uh, that has to do with the fact that I, I think they had uh, somewhere in Ogun State. Uh, yes, I think there was something they should have paid to uh Ogun state government i think in form of tax or something uh, but they came up with this idea of you know uh yeah constructing i think a part of the road somewhere in Ogun state so there was basically like more or less like a tax holiday uh okay uh so they don't really get to so it's more or less like oh i've avoided to pay tax on x amount of money yeah. by doing something for the government but tax evasion is you're not doing anything yeah. and at the same time you are running away, okay? So it's criminal in nature. Oh, yeah, wow. so that is just tax. Uh, also, we are looking at the fact that when when, when you have your business uh, running, whether you incorporated it or you just have a business name, you should always look for the fact that you would also begin to, you know, have so many, many uh, engagements, okay? Uh, so 
uh, that is where we are now going to talk about insurance. You should have your properties. And considering the fact that, you know, anything can happen in the course of, you know, you carrying out your business transactions. Uh, so how do you get insured? These are some of these things that many Nigerian entrepreneurs don't look at, especially small and medium uh, enterprises. So how do you insure your properties, uh, maybe against fire, even employment insurance? There's something called employment insurance. So how do you get all of these things being put in place? And also labor for event planners. I want to believe that they would have people working with them, right? So if you have people working for you, it is necessary that you would employ them right in, in the normal sense of it. You don't just engage people because you just want to use and dump them, which it, it is bad because at the end of it all, it may begin to put your own company, uh, or I mean, in the face of people in a bad light, uh, you know, uh, which it begins to bring distress to your business. So you try as much as possible to make sure that everything is documented. And most importantly, which has to do with contract. Uh, okay, so someone should provide me or someone should furnish me with uh, maybe 100, 100 units of shares uh, or say 200 dozens of shares. And uh, the person fails to turn up. Uh, the person did not deliver. Maybe you paid. What do you do? So many a times business owners, even event planners, don't put so much into documentation of contracts, documentation of businesses. You need it. It is so much important. You can't just leave it and say, oh, because I'm telling you to do this, and then I've paid you. Then, I mean, yeah, oral contract, yes, but at the end of it all, when it gets messy, how do you, how do you, how do you prove it, okay? How do you prove that you all agree that uh, 200 units of shares should be provided? How do you, how do you, how do you prove that you've actually engaged that the DJ should be somewhere or you're asking for 100 bags of tomatoes to be delivered to, you know, where the events will be taking place and all of that. So these are many more, are some of these things that event planners or event entrepreneurs should really, really look into place because event planning or event entry, I mean, uh, I, am I correct? Event planning is actually a big, yeah, it's a big business in Nigeria. I mean, almost every Saturday you have, you have parties, almost every Saturday. So it is necessary. Okay, so uh, I think you, you just hit a very salient okay. point, which is one of the reasons why we're having this episode, and which is the issue right. of contracts. So in the case for events, organizations yes. that manage events or yes. orders. How should, should they go through this? Is it that they need the services of a lawyer or they should draft one themselves? Because I know that sometimes there, there can be loopholes when they draft it themselves, but due to some urgencies, or should they have like a template that they use for different instances? Because I know I know personally that I've had to work with um, other people and I had to draw up con contracts. And I have to look at it and look at it again and again and again. So, but I wanted to know, I just want you to clarify that aspect because one of the reasons why people don't probably create contracts is because they feel that the person is probably trustworthy from their own sense and others is because of the stress of sitting down to write a contract or the fees they need to use to hire All right. a lawyer. So, um, you know, as simple and as easy it is that... Uh, you can easily draft your contracts, right? You can, you can, you can have a document, look at it, and you feel, yeah, it's fine. As simple as that is, it's also dangerous. Now, when it's dangerous, is or when it's more oh. dangerous, is 
when such contract is being drafted by a lawyer, say the second party um, engaged a lawyer who drafted the contract and the contract was sent to you. Uh, but because you don't want to engage a legal practitioner, you picked up the contract, you know, you look at it. At the end of the day, you feel, yes, I understood, you know, uh, what has been put down. Uh, but you will not be surprised that when there is a dispute arising from, uh, you know, enforcement, then most likely, most likely that, that may be where you now begin to realize that you did not even understand so much uh, from the document that was sent to you. Uh, now, uh, aside from that wow. too, the, the, there's also this, you know, uh, common thing that people now do. So because I don't want to pay a lawyer, I, what I will do is I go to Google, okay? So I insert something and then uh, you get something. Yes, you will get it. But it is necessary you know that, you see, the jurisdiction where that document uh, is being used for may not be Nigeria. Okay, so someone may you that uh, you go to Google sometimes, you know, just to pick uh, a copy of the contract. Now, that copy of the contract may not actually, you know, apply uh, to Nigeria, uh, looking that we may have different laws that guide contract. So, but because you feel that you've actually seen a sample of what you need, so you just do copy and paste. Now, when you copy and paste, you think that, oh, you are fine then uh, the other person should easily sign it. Now, when the other person easily signs, sometimes both of you had actually even maybe entered, you know, a void contract. Uh, when I say void, maybe the contract that's not even enforceable, but you wouldn't know. And uh, there's so much there's so much of clauses, uh, clauses in, you know, contract that people, when you do not, I mean, it's more or less like, if I'm not an electrician, I'm not an electrician. So I should stop trying to prove that I'm an electrician. So if at all, if at all you're running a business, one of the things you should put into consideration is you having a law firm, right, whose services have been, you know, retained uh, so that they can easily help you out in situations, you know, when you need them or when situations arise and uh, you think you need the services of the law firm. But for the fact that you think that I don't need a lawyer so I can easily, you know, prepare contracts myself, review them, and you know, maybe do anything at the end of it all, it's it's maybe dangerous. Now I'm going to give an instance before I let you ask maybe any other question. And this kind of has to do with arbitration clause. Now, for I mean more often than not, when you look at you know contractual agreements, there's this there's this dispute resolution clause. Now, dispute resolution clause, you know, gives you uh what mode of resolving disputes uh when I mean, in case you have issues arising from the contract. Now, you know, we have so many means of, you know, uh, alternative means of resolving dispute aside from going to court. There can be mediation, there can be negotiation, conciliation, arbitration. Now, uh, sometimes many people just say, oh, because I've seen the contract and they've spoken about arbitration, then I will pick arbitration to come and just, you know, insert arbitration into it. Now, what is the value of the old contract that sometimes you are putting arbitration? Or you're putting arbitration plus or to say the means of resolving the dispute should be arbitration. If the contract is not more than say hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, why are you putting arbitration plus? Because you don't even understand the integrity of arbitration. Let me just give this as an end. <laughs> I mean, at the end of it all, if you if you're going to engage an arbitrator, I mean the expenses of you using I mean using arbitration as a means of resolving the dispute. Sometimes you now discover that 
you are even spending more than you know the value of the contract so tell me <laughs> of what of what you use is the arbitration clause okay so these are many more so many things that people do not understand but because i feel oh i can easily do it it's already on google i saw it somewhere or i can copy it somewhere oh well and good when you need a lawyer then i believe it's not going to be too late okay <laughs> thank you but I think it was this was really an engaging and why well, I quite let a lot because I think I also fall into this um loophole of you be you be should pay lawyers okay <laughs> 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 but you know there is this kind of scary when you say okay I'm going to speak to my lawyer there is this kind of scary thing that like, Lawyer, no, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. Like, <laughs> why do you need to be a lawyer? Why? Just because of an argument, you know, now we need a lawyer. Is not that? Is not that? So you know, there is kind of wrong mindset, and that's why a lot of people get it wrong and they fall into the loopholes of yeah. these loopholes. You know, these legal loopholes that cause them, make them lose. On the long run, and I kind of feel actually this session is is actually going quite out of time because it's supposed to be like maybe fifteen wow. to twenty minutes. But I feel that we should probably review issues of contracts and um, how to resolve disputes in the, in another okay. session. And I'm hoping ah, you want to join us Anytime. again. Okay. Oh wow! Great, great. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Farouk. This has been lightning session, and I feel that more people need to listen to this. And I'm sure a lot of people that will listen to this would have learned a whole lot about legal matters, how to what how to start, what you need to know about your business when it comes to the legal matters, insurance, and of course contracts laws and how, how to actually resolve your disputes so um we will definitely have another session on this again and if you have any questions or you want to share your own thoughts or your own experience you can send us a voice note and you send it to this um to one best last tunes on anchor app so um Farouk, i would like you to share with us your social media and those are can we reach you how can we talk to you if we have <laughs> disputes to resolve or we just want to get our company you know incorporated yes i said my social media and those are almost the same okay so twitter pages uh twitter page is at faruku bisonya f a r o u k o b i a that's for twitter uh instagram also the same thing faruk obisanya uh facebook just faruk obisanya you know just search faruk obisanya uh linkedin faruk obisanya uh, what other what other social media page yeah okay so, thank you so much faruk so guys um you can also follow us as usual on instagram and on facebook at @owanbestlash if you also want to reach faruk you want to still speak to him more you want to discuss with him just send me a message i will definitely reach out um, you know connect you guys together if you would like to learn more about what we do at owanbestlash tunes or at owanbestlash you can reach me at +234706445778181 or you can just email us at owanbestlash@gmail.com so faruk 
I really do appreciate you joining us for this episode and it's really been so impactful and interesting. Thank you, thank you so much for saving a lot of us from, you know, the Lego quagmire that we might thank find ourselves in in the future. So, have a nice time and thank you for joining us. Thank you everyone for being here. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bye.